this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net and once more it is the education show always good to have you along with us um i love doing the show because i get to meet so many fantastic people one such person is a lady by the name of lorinda mcgee hello lorinda Hi, morning, David, and thanks so much for having me this morning. It is an absolute pleasure. Now, before we dive into what you actually do for a living or a passion or a purpose, tell me a little bit about uh, Lorinda, because you, you're, not, you're not from around these, uh, these, these parts. You, you're sort of from the Banana Republic of KZN. <laughs> yes, I'm a sharky, a true sharky through and through. Um, and still am, even though I am on this side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that ever leaves you. But um, yeah, I'm a Durban girl. Um, still love my hometown, but I've made Johannesburg my home for the last 16 years. And it was due to my husband um, getting an opportunity here in the engineering field. And so I moved here and we started our family. I'm very happy actually in Johannesburg, but. All our family is still in Durban, mine and my husband's. So, yeah, there's still a big piece of my heart in in Natal. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love it. I went to I went to school for a little bit of my time um, in Amamsum Toti. I was at uh, Toti High, so oh, also yeah. also a dyed in the wool shark supporter, um, <laughs> and I live in eternal hope. <laughs> in terms of how they do. But anyway, we'll get into yes. that at another stage, I guess. Um, but you, you arrived here in, in Johannesburg. And one of the reasons we're talking to you today is because you are the MD of a company called Inspireware. Now, this has got to do with all sorts of interesting things. But talk to me about your journey to Inspireware, because being the education show, it is all education based. So chat to me a bit about that. Um, I've always been very, actually since a young girl, um, I always loved technology um, and I loved the fact that it could assist in education um, and help people understand difficult concepts. I'm very much a visual person and I loved um, being able to bring the classroom alive um, by showing kids things with 3D animation and simulations and things like that and making subjects like maths and science that are generally quite difficult um, to understand, to make them easier and more fun. Um, so yeah, so I'm all about using technology to enhance. It's definitely not a replacement of teachers of any sort. Um, and to be asking myself when I was 18 and leaving school that this was something I was going to be doing, I don't think it was what I thought at 18, um, but I've always been passionate about education and linking the two. So when I moved to Johannesburg, I, I ran a branch. I did work in the UK for three years as well in technology. So I've been in the technology space since I was 19. So yeah, quite, quite a few many years, um, over 20 years now. Um, but loving the fact that I can change yeah, change and allow people to grasp things through technology when they're learning. Um, so, yeah, so I think at the end of the day, I moved up, I ran a branch, um, always was in the IT industry. And then I had my son when I was 14, well, not 14, 14 years ago. 
And I think when you have a child, you change the way you think and what you want to do with your life. You start reflecting on things. Uh And I think because when I was younger, I started doing things in technology with education and helping kids and stuff, I decided to, to look into that. And I bought the Johannesburg office after running the branch for them. It was daunting as I just had my son. I was on maternity leave at the time. And I asked the, the, the owner of the company in Durban if I could buy the Joburg office. And I changed everything of it. I, I literally moved towards education. And I started training teachers in private schools. Initially, I was supplying these interactive boards, which we had distribution rights at the time, on how to use technology in the classroom. And I think from there, I realized this is what I want to do. I love empowering people. I love helping people um, and making things better. And after supplying for a year to the private schools, I then realized, look, I can make a bigger impact in the rural areas. And that's where I need to be, where there's huge class sizes. um, Teachers often aren't getting supported in their content knowledge. And they don't know how to help kids um, when they're dealing with 80 kids to 100 kids in a class. So after a year of doing this, I then decided gung-ho, full of passion, full of energy to go to the departments. And that's what I did. I went to the departments of education. At the time, it was run by Mbeki and then um, the government, and then it changed to Zuma. So there was a lot of change, and I had to do a lot of pilots. Um, I had to go to various departments to get approved um, and to show my concept. So it was a long road, but it was definitely one where I learned so much and I felt really rewarded Um, and teachers really embraced us um, from all sectors of the country. Um, Many schools that we went to had long drops, no doors, no windows, goats walking in and out and we could see the difference it made Um, and we found we were actually teaching teachers their own content. You know initially it was for the learners but through this 10-year journey Um, it was actually realizing we also teaching teachers. Um, I think we assumed that they all knew everything, but actually there were a lot of teachers in the rural areas that were just given these subjects to teach and didn't have, yeah, a lot of support in them. So we were going and we were uplifting teachers and their own content knowledge, giving them confidence, teaching them how to use technology in the classroom. And after 10 years of doing pilots and all of that, um, I know my husband laughs. He calls me philanthropic with no money at the time uh, (laughs) because it was more of a charity than a company. But I'm very much a heart person, driven by passion, driven by purpose. I believe it is what I'm meant to be doing in life. Um, And I really enjoy it. I love my job. I love what I do every day. And I feel very blessed that that I am in that position. Um, as many people aren't. So, yeah, I went and then went to corporates and said, look, I've been doing this for the last 10 years. Um, Do you perhaps able to help through CSI? Because I didn't want to now go back to private schools and that where I know they already, they've got so much and they, they know what they're doing. They're getting the results. I wanted to be where it mattered the most and where I could make the biggest impact. So, 
I went to companies to get CSI donor funding. And that's what I've been doing probably for the last eight years. Um, I've been doing projects still in the rural areas, um, still trying to uplift communities, but it's all through donor funding. Um, and then we also developed a bridging program for a mine for the last eight years. And we've also got an online career assessment tool. And now more recently, we developed a job shadow platform for learners to be able to shadow jobs. So there's a lot that we've done over the years, but it's it's through my journey in the rural areas and understanding their needs and their, yeah, and what they're needing and then finding solutions um, to help to help them. So that's what? really what it's about. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of stuff that we get to unpack. Um, I'm glad you're talking about uh, the rural areas and everything because we've actually on the show chatted about it quite a bit is the need um, for us to empower our teachers, help our teachers, um, and both from a technological perspective and also in terms of supporting them. And, and as you mentioned, the subjects and the subject matter, et cetera, et cetera. When did it become Inspireware, though? Was it always, was the company always Inspireware? No, no. When I bought the Johannesburg office um, 14 years ago, it was Photonote. I worked for a company in Durban called Photonote, and then I ran the branch in Johannesburg when I moved up. And that was, Photonote was like photocopiers and notebooks. But for me, it wasn't about just selling photocopiers and IT technology anymore when I had my son. I wanted to make it something more. So even though I bought the Johannesburg office, I literally changed everything about it. Um, and I went into getting interactive technology to get the boards, to get the curriculum content. I became CETA and SACE um, accredited and endorsed. So I literally changed the whole way. And then I think at the time I thought I needed Photonote and the name um, because it had this backing in Durban. I think at the time I was quite afraid. I was going into something um, that I felt I needed a big brother. And then after time, I realized, hang on, I'm doing this on my own in any case. And it's so different to what they're doing. And I actually need to align my name with what I do and what I believe in and what I have been doing in the company. And so, yeah, I was very nervous. I did phone the guy in Durban and I said, listen, everyone thinks I'm doing photographs with the name Photonote and they think I'm a photographer and I really need to align the company with what I do and who I am. And so that must have happened probably about, I'd say maybe five years ago, I decided to change my name because I was running as my own in any case. And I did have quite a different identity to the guys in Durban. So, yeah, I changed the name to Inspire Wear. I felt that it, it really resonated with who I am and what I do. Um, everything that we do is to inspire um, people and learners and teachers. And, and it's, yeah, what I feel I am to the core. I love empowering people. So it resonated with what we do and what we stand for. That's fantastic. Um, so you you do all of this, but I mean, I, I had a look at your website and I was like, okay, wow, um, because you you've got this um, this this uh, job shadowing comp component to your 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 offering, um, your career guidance tool, but now you also make 
um, something called the Inspire Board Range. Now, what is that? Yes, so we had the sole distribution on these boards. Um, that was four, 14 years ago, um, which is the Inspire Boards. And I actually ended up um, buying the rights uh, for the Inspire range um, to actually own the IP for the software for the boards. So we actually, I suppose we're proudly South African now for our interactive boards because we as a South African entity now that own the IP and we are going to be developing it and enhancing it. And it's now not a product that I get from overseas. It's actually our own product now. Um, and we do a lot of the putting together of the boards and things here in South Africa as well. So it is also helping job creation um, and allowing us to have something of our own rather than always getting from elsewhere. Which is fantastic. So now in, in terms of what you do, and, and this is, so I'm going to want to have another tattoo at another stage, um, but this is all about <laughs> education. So Let's talk in terms of, of education. What do you offer um, schools and educators? Well, at the moment, what we can do online, because there's obviously COVID-19 and we've obviously learned a lot through this. Online, what we have is our online career assessment tool, which we are um, wanting to put onto the platform for learners to be able to go online and to do a personality assessment with interests and it actually really helps the learner because I know when I was in school, I battled. I wanted to be an actress. I was all into dancing, acting and singing. And I also thought about law and I studied Latin to be a lawyer at the time because I watched LA Law. <laughs> and I thought that was what law was about. So, yeah, I really looked at, looked at it and I thought, you know what, what do these learners need at school? And they don't have the funds because to go to these educational psychologists, it costs a fortune to do one of these career assessments with somebody. And in the rural areas, a lot of them are not guided. I mean, I had a boy in matric saying to me, no, Lorinda, I want to be an engineer. And he was doing maths literacy. And nobody had told him in grade nine when he had to choose his subjects that in actual fact, you have to have pure mathematics in order to be an engineer. So I just felt that um, in the schools, there wasn't, there were so many kids that the teachers were overwhelmed to know them personally um, as well. And also to guide them in terms of what is their dream? What do they want to become? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Um, because they've got so much curriculum and admin to get through that often those things are lost. And I just felt like an online career assessment tool would be something that could really help them. And it's their own, they can go into this portal for the rest of their lives. And they, they have their own self-discovery tool where there's so much information and links and guide guidance. It also gives them a full report as to their personality type. What is their personality type? And based on that personality, what are the careers that actually suit your personality? Because even though I might have wanted at the time to be a lawyer, I think I would have died as a lawyer. Um, I don't think it would have been right for me. I love people. I love interacting. I think law can be quite a lonely and a job because you're very much doing a lot of research and a lot of reading. And I think one needs to look at oneself and go, well, what makes me tick? Um, who am I? And where do I see myself in that job role? Am I a people's person or am I a person that 
I can do without people and I'm pretty happy to be behind a microscope all day um, and doing research. You know, you really need to see who you are. So I think the online career assessment tool is something that allows all students, no matter where you are in South Africa, to be able to have a tool that can give you a comprehensive um, guide as to what careers suit what personalities, what minimum requirements you need um, as subjects for those careers when you're in grade nine and you're choosing. And where do I study this? What is the APS score required for those careers at these different faculties? And how long are they? Um, and what are the ups and the downs of the job? And so there was this whole career guidance thing that we um, put together and we packaged and then we started the job shadowing platform because for me, it's very much, you need to get a practical experience of the job. We had learners in a bridging program that we did. And these learners, one of them in particular, I'll never forget, um, said to me, Lorinda, I want to be in medicine and I've got really good maths and science marks. And she did. And I said, right, well, let's go to a clinic. I sent her to a clinic to get some experience. She walked out an hour later in tears saying, I can't do this. I can't do blood. I can't do needles. It's very depressing. It's very dirty. Um, everyone's depressed. Um, this is not where I want to be. But yet she had the good maths and science marks. So she's now actually just finishing now chemical engineering. So she was still using her good maths and science, but she was now doing something that was clean and clinical and it matched who she was as a person. So I think it's important that it's a journey, you know, going to find out what you want to be and who, you know, there's people in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s still figuring it out and a lot of regrets. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, one of those, eh? I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Yes, I'm still growing up. <laughs> so I think it is. It's, it's a journey, but it's understanding and discovering who you are and where you want to be and what makes you happy. Because it's a long, I mean, we all know once you leave school, it's a long life. And it, wouldn't it be terrible to go and do something that you really dread every day and doesn't agree with you? Um, you know, you need to, life is short. One needs to do what one's happy and one, what skills you're blessed with. I mean, I do believe God gives you skills and certain skills. Um, I certainly am not the engineerish type. My husband is, but God didn't give me his skills. But I've got different skills, you know, and he would never do what I do, where I stand up in front of people and not feel afraid to give presentations. He would die. Mm -hmm. But everyone has different strengths and skills. Absolutely. Now, so, so Lorinda, let's break this down a little bit more. Um, if my name is David Watts and I'm now in grade, I have to think about grades now. Let's say I'm in grade <laughs> nine or ten. Okay, you're about to choose your subjects for grade yeah, 10, but, 11 and 12. Yeah, but I don't know what I want to do, how I want to do. You talked about personality types. Am I able to then log onto your portal and, and, and go through some assessment? How does it work? Yes. So you log so you go into the portal and then you'd go and log in and you would register. And then you would create a password, well, username and a password, and that you use for the rest. It's a once-off fee of uh, 350 Rand to use it. 
And once you've done that assessment, you've actually got a lifelong portal to use for the rest of your life for free. There's no further charges. It's a once-off cost of 350. And then you do an assessment. You actually go and answer these multiple choice questions. Um, and once you've completed those questions, it gives you a full report. But there is in the portal uh, over 600 jobs in there. Um, so besides the report that tells you this is the personality type, these are the careers that suit your personality, you can go and research on any of the careers in the portal. And it will give you the ups and the downs of the job. It will tell you where to study, what is the APS scores required for those faculties to get in, and what actually, what companies have those type of jobs? Where would you apply? And um, what other sort of careers are linked to those job roles as well? because sometimes a job role can start as something, but it can end up becoming something else. Um, so it's got a, it's a very in-depth tool. It's got a lot in there. It also helps the learners. What are the scarce skills in South Africa? It is, a, it is developed by South Africans for South Africans, David. So it is very much about all the South African tertiary institutes and where um, you need to go and and everything about what is needed for their growth in South Africa. It's not based on any international um, entities. It's for South Africa. Which I think is brilliant because, you know, that's where we live. Um, yeah. So, so Lorinda, that's, that's not answered my question in terms of um, if I'm a student. But if I'm a teacher and I'm listening to this podcast, um, my question would be, okay, Lorinda, how would InspireWare help me as a teacher? What can I do? So what we also do is we train the teachers and we also give them a code to access this and they can use it as a resource because we all know, David, as a teacher, you never have enough resources. You've got to use various resources to help you teach and you've got to keep changing it and adapting it and making it relevant. So we've got a resource that we update continuously and it's got links, it's got lots of life orientation content that they can use. We can train the life orientation teachers on how to use this tool as a resource in the classroom, how to support the learner in this journey and to guide the learner through this portal, but using a lot of the content as well in class to use for teaching and explaining about NBTs and what do you need and what are the scarce skills and what are the salaries for these types of jobs and what kind of jobs are these. So it gives the teacher a lot of resources um, to use when teaching life orientation and also supporting the kids in their journey of careers. Which I think is wonderful because, you know, a lot of times, and, and I'm going to ask you this question, um, you know, there's a huge focus on the academic side of it. How many marks you need? Do you need an A plus? <laughs> and um, yeah. What about in terms of artisan work? Uh, is that something that's covered on the, on the portal as well? Because I chatted to somebody a while ago um, on another radio show and they were saying we have an immense shortage in, in, in trained artisans in this country. Um, you know, the electricians, the plumbers, the boilermakers, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Do you guys cover that at all? Yes, it's also got that. It's all careers, actually. 
Um, it's all careers. And we very much um, are passionate about that sector as well, because we also developing currently a technical development program for another mine who has that problem, where they are really needing skilled workers. So we're actually creating a bridging year-long program for artisans at the moment, which we're going to start on a small scale next year. But in our portal, it has that as well. And also for job shadowing, you know, in the job shadow portal, David, besides the online career assessment tool, which is generally for your grade nines and your grade 11s, that's where the online portal sort of is most relevant. Um, and then the job shadow is very important because a lot of the schools are actually requiring learners to do a job shadow as part of their life orientation task. Um, in grade 11. So it complements the journey of doing the online assessment and now creating a job shadow opportunity where they can do a WhatsApp video interview with mentors. Um, and it doesn't matter where they're based, they can book. So let's say they want to be an engineer, but they're not sure if they want to be electrical or chemical and industrial because they don't know the difference. They can go into the job shadow portal and actually book a one-hour interview with a mentor in those specific roles. And it's very much aligned with the school's requirements for their LO tasks. And they can actually get that signed by the mentor and they can submit that as part of their life orientation portfolio. So it also the job shadow assists the teachers because often they have to set these tasks and then they think, well, how are they going to do it? Because where are they going to find these mentors and sometimes they are sitting somewhere very far and they don't have the means to get in their car or they don't know a friend or an auntie or an uncle in a company for the kid to do it. So here's a portal that they can actually do it and they can do a WhatsApp interview. So it doesn't matter where they are and they can still fulfill their tasks to support the teachers in what they're setting. That's wonderful. So if I decided I wanted to become an aeronautic engineer, um, you would have somebody there that, that I could interview? Yes, we've got a variety of learn of mentors and we're oh. continuously adding to our portal. Um, so if we don't have a specific job role, because as you can imagine, we're talking to every man and his dog, really. Um, so if we don't have a specific role in our platform, the learner must just let us know and we'll prioritise that role and then we'll get it added to the platform for them to book. So we do have quite a wide variety and we've got a lot of corporates that have come up on board as mentors. And so we're assisting them where they also happy because they're saying, well, a lot of the people are phoning them all the time. Now they just tell them, go to www.jobshadow.co.za and book the job role. And it's already matched with the corporate and all the legal precautions and things for child, parent, host are all protected as well. So that is another thing that we've done, which complements this whole career journey as well. All right. And then just, just to, because we are starting to run out of time, but you mentioned as well that uh, there was this bridging program. What, what exactly is a bridging program and why would one need it? So we've developed um, a bridging program for a mining entity um, eight years ago. And what it is, is we the, the mine actually came to us and said, look, Lorinda, I love your passion, but this is our problem. We're giving bursaries to kids in the top rural schools and they're getting great marks, but they're not passing first semester. 
Is there a way you can create a one-year bridging program that they can go through before they go to varsity? And so that's what we did eight years ago. We created this for the top students that they identified through their operations. And we created a hostel and we taught them academic English. We also gave them computers to learn computer skills. Because when you go to varsity, it wasn't just about the marks. You know, these learners ha haven't been exposed to English as much. Now they're sitting in a lecture room and it's going way above their heads. And they've never been away from home. And they're now dealing with various languages. They've never seen a computer before. They don't know how to use um, the computer. So we teach them a lot of skills, speed reading as well, to get through um, the workload. We even teach them drama, you know, how to be interviewed, um, all the soft skills that are needed, that are often forgotten. So our yeah, our program is also a lot of career guidance and taking them to the different varsities to get some experience to see what it's about. So it's really giving them a year to improve their maths and science marks, to improve things like English and computers and entrepreneurial skills. So it's quite a holistic program. Um, and we found in the last eight years that the learners that are going through this program we've got 95% success rate where they've actually completed a degree um, and haven't, you know, um, decided to not make it through the first semester. So it's proving to be a really successful bridging year-long program. Now, you see, this concept I find fascinating because I've seen firsthand numerous times that gap between finishing matric and you think that you are the king of the world and yes. hitting varsity <laughs> first year. Um, I always joke and say it's one of the reasons I never went to varsity because uh, the social life would have killed me, not anything else. Um, <laughs> but, but a bridging program that is accessible to people would be, in my mind, amazing. Instead of, you know, and well, now I'm going to tread on some toes. Instead of going, taking a gap here where you can go and find yourself in some foreign country, uh, use it and, and do a bridging program. Is that something that you've got in your mind somewhere? Yes. Um, you know, for me, I think having been in the rural areas for the last or probably now 16 years doing what I've been doing, they, you see the gaps, you see the need, you, you, you can understand why they're not coping. Um, and also, even the, the content, um, you know, there were kids coming into our program with 90% in maths and science. Um, and they were coming not because of their marks. They were actually coming because they wanted to find out who they were and to give themselves time to also understand who they are, what they love, what they want to do with their life. Um, I think a lot of them are emotionally immature as well. And also just to be exposed to things that they, they never were exposed to before because there wasn't time to be exposed to those kind of things. And when they did, we did like a pre-assessment in the beginning of the year where we did the IB, private school exams, and literally the marks dropped by 20%. Um, and it was quite a like a eye-opener for them because it was like, but I was a 90% kid. Why am I now getting 70%? You know, um, and a lot of it was because the, the questions were more higher, 
higher order sort of questions, you know, um, because when you go to varsity and you do subjects like maths and science, it is about the application, not the rote learning. And it was also teaching these kids not just to, to rote learn, question, answer, question, answer, how to apply what I've learned. And I think with um, the private school exams, they were asked in a different way. There were more higher order questions and how to apply their knowledge. And I think they were battling with that. So that was another thing we also in the bridging program addressed was now teaching them how to apply my knowledge. And we were teaching them things like AP maths, if you wanna be an engineer. So all sorts of things that they now needed that maybe they never got the chance to do in their schools back home. So that is much needed. I think it's wonderful. And uh, hopefully you're going to go from this uh, this interview and go, right, there's another gap in the market we need to fill. Uh, Lorinda, before I let you go, I've got I've got two yes. questions. If somebody wants to yes. find out more about Inspireware, is there a yes. single best place to go? I would definitely say the website. Um, we've really put a lot on the website um, to, to guide people and to help people. So I would definitely say www.inspireware.co.za. And then our job shadow is the same thing, www.jobshadow.co.za. Um, it is a sister company to Inspireware. So, but you can go to Job Shadow from Inspireware under the Career Guidance tab as well. Okay, so inspireware.co. So it's I-N-S-P-I-R-E-W-A-R-E, inspireware.co.za is the place to go. Lorinda, before I let you go, because you don't sound to me like somebody who sits on their laurels, what's next for Inspireware? <laughs> Where are you going? What have you got bubbling on the back burner? Well, I think at the moment, like I mentioned, I'm busy developing a technical development program um, for another entity, um, which we're going to start on a small scale, uh, because the other program is more for the excellent kids going into professions. So now we're developing a technical development program. I must say I love creating and developing and constantly growing and enhancing things. So I'm all about making things better. You, you can't sit still. You can't sit and um, not do anything to make things better because we are always having to adapt and evolve. And we need to, we need to evolve with the times and the needs identified. Otherwise, we are going to be left behind. So I'm very passionate about that. And yeah, I, I think that's that's the next thing. But yeah, love love making the difference where I can. Wonderful stuff. So my special guest there from Inspireware, the MD, founder, owner, chief cook and bottle washer, Lorinda McGee. <laughs> uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for everything that you've done and for taking the time out to have a chat to us today. No problem. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate your time too. So thanks Wonderful. for giving me the opportunity. Wonderful. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Education Show. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening. That was the Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A.net.